Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Well, blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We're continuing through the Gospel of Matthew, and we're in the 11th chapter of Matthew. Gone through a big chunk of it so far. Remember what we saw here. Jesus had just finished giving instructions to the 12 about how they were to go out into the cities to teach and to preach and to heal and to cast out demons. Then some of the disciples of John came to Jesus, and they had a question from John. John was in prison, and John had this question, Are you the expected one, or shall we look for someone else? Well, Jesus replied to them by quoting out of Isaiah, a couple of passages out of Isaiah. He said, go to John and tell him, the blind receive sight, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised up, and the poor have the gospel preached to them. And blessed is he who does not take offense at me. So Jesus is saying that to the crowds that are gathered around here, you know, not to be offended by him. Don't take offense, don't get mad, don't turn away from him, but to receive him. He's also saying this to John's disciples to encourage and exhort John to keep believing, to keep believing. So these disciples went away, and when they did, Jesus picked up a conversation with the crowds about John. And he asked them three separate times, why did you go out to the wilderness? What did you go out there to see? What did you go out there to see in relationship to John? Then Jesus tells them point blank that John was a prophet, but that he was more than a prophet that he is the one that was the messenger that was sent ahead to prepare the way before you. And that's a quote out of the Old Testament. And so he's saying that he is the one that's preparing the way for Messiah. But then he also told him, you know, if you believe, okay, if you believe, then John is actually Elijah himself. Verse 14, he says, and if you're willing to accept it, to believe who I am, John himself is Elijah who was to come. And then Jesus said, But he who has ears to hear, let him hear. Now, why did Jesus say that? He says that from time to time. If you got ears to hear, hear. Got eyes to see, see. We, we are faced with this day in and day out. Are we going to believe what the truth of the word says? Are we going to believe what the Most High God says? Or are we going to believe what other people tell us to believe? You know, you have a choice. If you have ears, then hear. But Jesus wasn't going to let it just lay there. He's going to make sure they understood why he was saying this. The very next word, verse 16 of Matthew 11, says this, but, but, so that but is what? Referring back to what's going on here. But to what shall I compare this generation? Jesus had fired off this litany of questions, but now he's saying, you know, what can I compare this generation to? What can I compare y'all to? Then he says this, it is like children sitting in the marketplaces who call out to the other children and they say, we played the flute for you and you did not dance. We sang a dirge and you did not mourn. And you, you know, you sit there and go, well, okay, Jesus, that's an interesting picture, but why in the world are you saying that? He says, it's like the children in the marketplace. Now notice where they are. They're in the marketplaces. And they say, we played the flute for you, but you didn't dance. So we sang a dirge for you, and you did not mourn. What is he saying here? 
And that more than literally the idea of beating the breast. Well, he tells us. Last two verses for the day. Listen to this. For John came neither eating nor drinking. And they said, he has a demon. So it's believed that John came out of an ascetic lifestyle. Remember, he, he lived in the desert, said that he lived in the desert. So he did not eat with them. He did not drink with them. He probably didn't drink anything. No alcoholic type thing, I don't know. That's probably the environment he was in. And what did they say about him? They said that he had a demon. Verse 19, the son of man came eating and drinking. Who's the son of man? Yeah, the son of man is Jesus himself. So he says, the son of man, I have come eating and drinking. So he's saying, I've come and I eat and I drink with you. And this is what they say. Behold, a gluttonous man and a drunkard, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. Yet wisdom is vindicated by her deeds. Now that's interesting, isn't it? You see, Jesus was telling them how they were acting and behaving in this generation, particularly those religious rulers that were hanging around there with him at that moment. Okay? Because no matter, he's saying, no matter what we do, there's always going to be this complaining and there's always going to be this uh, uh, speaking against something. John comes, he's not eating with the folks, he's not drinking, and they say he's got a demon. The Son of Man comes eating and drinking, and they say, Behold, a gluttonous man and a drunkard. Okay, that fact that it says, and a drunkard right there, and that word drunkard literally means wine drinker, shows you that Jesus drank what? He drank wine. Now, I know, I'm not going to go too deep down this rabbit hole. Uh, but in most of the world, this really doesn't matter, but in our area where I am, it used to be a major, major issue, and in some circles it still is to this time. I've got books on my bookshelf here that are going for chapter after chapter after chapter, trying to prove how the wine that Jesus drank at his time wasn't alcoholic. It wasn't really true wine like we have today. It was just very weakened, and so therefore it wasn't wine. And so, yes, yes, if you're going to be a true believer, then you do not drink. You do not drink. Well, if you believe that, that's fine, because in 1 Corinthians, Paul says what? Let each one of you be you know, convinced in and of yourself. Be convinced. But you can't come along and hold that standard over somebody's head and say you have to act and do this like I do, or you're not truly a sinner. What I'm always intrigued about is people who will rant and rave about the drunkard part right here ignore the gluttonous part. The ones that I've heard in my lifetime ranting and raving the most about the drunkard part were carrying an extra half body on their skeletal frame. In other words, they were fat, okay? They had been gluttonous. Yeah, yeah, I know. Sometimes people say, oh, no, no, I got a glandular problem. Yeah, yeah, it's your salivary glands, okay? I know. There's times, yes, yes, I know. I do. I understand. I, I understand all that. But the Lord knows our heart. And that's what the Lord is speaking to right here. They're coming along speaking to the Son of Man saying, hey, he's a gluttonous man. He's a drunkard. But worse than that, He's a friend of tax collectors. See, John was out in the desert by himself. He didn't hang out with the people a lot, and they still said he had a demon. Jesus was a friend of tax collectors and sinners. And sinners. The Jewish people could not handle the fact that he was a friend of a tax collector because of what the, ta the tax collectors did to all the people. The ones who were sinners, they loved the fact that Jesus was a friend of sinners. 
The religious people did not like the fact that Jesus was a friend of sinners. But then Jesus says this, you know, wisdom is vindicated by her deeds. You will know them by their fruits, in other words. But he's just letting this generation know there's rampant hypocrisy going on here. Not only in the world, but within the religious leadership. Well, we'll stop right here. We'll pick it up the next time again. I'm Dale. Thank you so much for your time, and I will see you then. Goodbye.